Welcome to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast, your one-stop shop for raw takes on current events, sports, news, and everything in between. Inspiring people to chase their dreams, share their success stories, and find joy in life. Now, here's your captain at the helm, U.S. Navy veteran, Jimmy Rogers. We're back for another episode of the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Today we're going to be talking NFL Draft. I got two of my really good friends on the show. I tried to find uh, <laughs> I tried to find some some friends that love the Texans, but I can only find the only two that are available are my friends that hate the Texans. Wait, wait, people still <laughs> love the Texans? Yeah, here are these other people. Um, Why did you want to completely Texans buy a show, bro? Like, well, see, I didn't want to completely buy a show. That's why I brought you oh, on because okay. you're a Green All Bay right. Packers fan, and I don't know who the fan Ray Ray's I'm a, a fan of my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I try to be a Raiders fan because I spend so much time in Vegas, but they they make it harder than the Texans make it. I feel like you're going to be a fan again whenever they become good again. Yeah, I've uh, I've said for years. I hope they would get to Miko Ryan's. They finally got him. Um, They're finally getting rid of everything that Bill O'Brien brought to the city. I'm a huge fan of my city. I love the Astros. Uh, I want to say I love the Rockets, but I don't even watch basketball. So, Uh, but I would love to be a Texans fan again. But you know they. They they did me wrong. <laughs> they, they hurt your feelings. It, it does. It, it's, they, no, it really did. did. How you like looked? I, like, I, no, man. No, like, like, it hurts. I, I was a huge Texans fan when when they were awful. Like yeah. w- watching Derek Carr get or David Carr, whichever one he was, get sacked <laughs> over and over wow. and over. Like uh, you know, the guy spent ninety percent of his NFL career on his back. Oh, speaking of that, do you think that um, David Carr was a shitty quarterback because he was just shitty in the NFL, or do you no. think because no. he was on a on a on a new team or what do they call you it? Tried a to do your job. Team. You tried to do your job yeah. laying on your back. Yeah. Well, actually, you probably could. Yeah, I can do my job in any <laughs> position, bro. Any position. <laughs> Oh, he was a product of the system that he was brought into. Like, yeah, I mean, he had no O line. He, he couldn't. Um, it was an expansion team. Yeah, they. Um, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, twenty years. Had who, who? Yeah, but the but the play, the players you had were oh terrible. Oh my god, my mind's blank. Yeah. Who, who was the guy they drafted first in um in the expansion draft? Um, Derek Carr. No, he was David in the, Carr. He was in the draft. Oh, the expansion. You're talking draft. about like the year Reggie Bush and no, no. You no, talking no, about the expansion the draft where you pick from other teams. Yeah. Oh, so rosters. each team pr- protects Ooh. like so many players, and then you get to pick you know people, so you don't start with nothing but rookies and free agents. Um, their very first pick was a stud offensive lineman, and he went to the Hall of Fame, and he retired before he played a snap, and you know that obviously hurt yeah. David Carr. Like you know he had nobody protect his blind side. As a rookie, he, you know, he was just thrown to the wolves. And, sure. you know, he lost his confidence like six games in. And I think if he was drafted by a good team, a good coach, he could have had a good NFL. Career. The best moment of his life was being the Cowboys week one. Dude, that, and was, then that was... I'll never forget that. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably the reason why we're here today. And You loving the Texans <laughs> so much. It was that that day. Well, I'm, I'm just a homer, man. Anything Houston. Like, I just love it. You said I love my city. I, yeah. So. No, and I, and I am too. I will rep the H forever, but what Bill O'Brien did to this team and to the fans is I gave him chance. Criminal. Chance. I, I remember the day. Like, so every year they would do something just catastrophically wrong. Right. And Ray would send a text and say like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And then like the finally it was like, okay, guys, I'm serious. Yeah. Screw this organization for what they're doing to us. Yeah, like, when they traded DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of cookies. Yeah. He, like, yeah. Well, and it was like every year you get excited about the new season. And then the first game of the year, it'd be the same shit. I don't even right? care if they're bad. 
it's fine that they're bad. Yeah. It's the mistakes they make over and over and over. Every but, organization but have- will go through a rebuilding time. Like this was just not only a fire cell, but just a complete. No, but but it wasn't even a, a rebuild for them. That's like, what I'm saying. They, they, they were just mediocre for a long time. And yeah. I was fine with that. I was fine with the maybe they'll sneak into the playoffs. They won't win any games. Maybe they'll win one. They'll beat the Browns. But well, was it three years ago? We were leading the Chiefs by like three or four touchdowns in the first that's half. Every time yeah. we played the Chiefs, to go to the AFC Championship, yeah. and you just started to feel like as it got closer. No, to I, I no, knew, I know. I at halftime, we you still knew they were, were going to lose, right? Yeah, hundred well, like, no, percent. A true Texan fan. I think they were down at halftime. No, they were only up by like three or something, or okay. it was tied or something. Yeah, but I mean, in the in the second to start the second quarter, they scored a touchdown right away in the second quarter, and they were up like three scores. Yeah. And you're so like, no, this, they're yeah. not going to win this game. They're just going to break my heart again. Yeah. You knew it, too. Yeah. yeah just and 100% just like, in your bones. Just like, like you told yourself it happened. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so, but we talked a little bit before we started recording, though, that you're still not sold on Nick Casario. The Texans draft, or the tech, the NFL draft is coming up this Thursday. Texans obviously have the number two pick, number 12 pick. Do you think, though, have you seen a difference in how uh, Casario is acting since they hired D'Amico Ryan's? Well, first off, they should have the number one pick. Yeah. But let's get past that. That is, I, I can't, I can't get past that. I mean, that that shows how bad their yeah. organization was. Well, they tried to lose and they won. If if Lovey, well, they didn't really if, try if that to was lose. Lovey's though. final act, I know. And Brandon Cooks came out and he was like, "Listen, you when you're on the field, you try to win." Yeah. Nobody goes out. Brandon Cooks like, should not have been on the field that last week. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's a point. They should. And you know these guys are playing for contracts. They're playing yeah. for millions of dollars. Yeah. If Lovey Smith's like, "Look, you're not playing today because we need to lose this game." Yeah, Brandon Cooks could have lost his money. He already hated the Texans franchise. So you know, I totally agree. You don't go out there and you try to lose. But how many games they, did he sit though, lose. leading up to that game? Though how like, great, how great was was the Colts team? They didn't want them to have the first pick, and they literally ran away from the ball. Yeah, on that fourth and twenty play, yeah. <laughs> that, that ball was in the air, and they scattered. <laughs> they were like, "Nope, go for it." And you know what? We'll lay down for the two point conversion. Right. I hope you win. Yeah, and, Which and also not only costs- did it knock the Texans out of the first, it moved them up from like. Nine to four or five, wherever yeah. they're picking. And a complete side note that has nothing to do with the draft or anything like that, but cost a guy like two point five million in the circa survivor pool. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I saw that video. In that. literally a must lose situation. Yeah. Like he, he was had, saying at the top of the circa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's literally a game that they cannot win. He has the biggest lock of history. Yeah. And a fourth and twenty miracle play. Again, they just ran away from the ball. It's incredible. All, all of it's incredible. Like it's, I can't believe these words are coming. This is like, this is like draft day. I know, but look, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a movie it's like that makes no sense. Sword though, like you say, like you should try to lose that game or do it or get to lose that game. But that also the no, front office it, needs to lose, well, not the players. Right. The players have to try to win. They're always the thing going is, to Davis Mills. But even even as a front office, though, I mean, does you don't think that a, that insults the integrity of the game? Even as a front office employee. Of course it does. The the Dallas Mavericks just got fined $750,000 for tanking at the end of the playoffs. And then uh, Cuban decided to donate another $750,000 to charity and said, yeah, we did that. But, you know, sometimes you got to think about the future. I could just take either side. Like, I could see why somebody would, would, in the front office, would want to tank for the number one pick and then also why you wouldn't do it. I just, I'm good with either way. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it, but. Anyways, I've seen their GMs have to keep anymore. their jobs too. Like we're we're past that now, I guess. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, um, honestly, like I haven't been following um, Texans draft. Um, 
I've been out of town a lot, so I haven't listened to like AM radio or anything. So I have no idea how Casario is approaching the draft. I've been saying all along the Texans need to trade out of two. And now I'm seeing all these tweets and stuff from like all these Houston guys. Like yeah. they're probably going to trade out of two now. So, I mean, I think it's great. I'm not a, a CJ Stroud guy, and it looks like Bryce Young's going number one. I'm not a Bryce Young guy either, but he has like, there's no quarterback in this draft that I feel like can take the Texans to the next level. Whereas, like, next year coming out, like, Caleb Williams, like, he, you know, not saying he can move a team to the, you know, by himself, but. And isn't this the year, like, projected to have the most quarterbacks yes. in the first round? And, yeah. and no like one. Four. And there's, like, there's no. Like five. Five. Hendon yeah. Hooker's yeah. probably going at the back end. But there's, like, no one guy that is, like, the guy, in my opinion. Like, there's no Andrew Luck, like. Right. Yeah. It, no clear it, all all yeah. these people are drafted quarterbacks because they need quarterbacks. It's right. not. You know, like if it's best player available all the way down the board, a quarterback doesn't go in the top ten. Yeah. You know, if you're if everybody is on the draft board and it's you don't need a position, nobody's taking a quarterback in the top ten. So none of these guys are. But I mean, I, I really like Bryce Young's upside. He's just so small that he might not be able to do it. You know, so you know, I don't think he's the number one. I, pick, I don't know. But like I, he just has to be because I mean, Carolina needs it. Drew Brees, uh, Russell Wilson. I yeah. mean, there's yeah. examples of okay. short guys. But what about, yeah. what so about two Kyle out Murray? Of, yeah. two, two out well, of 80. Johnny Manziel. Well, yeah, I mean, it, so two I mean, out of 80 is There are examples of somebody of course, being of his course, size yeah. being successful. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if I had to take a quarterback, it would be yeah. Rex Young. You know, because maybe he does it. He and he has the, the most consistent in college. Yeah, um, I'm not a C.J. Stroud guy at all. Um, I think Anthony Richard... Uh, I don't. I don't think he has it. The way he played against Georgia, I know it's a one game, but I mean that was he played. Really yeah, nice I mean in that game, and, and he has a lot of talent. I just don't think he's very smart. And you know, it's that the NFL wow. is. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, have you seen how he's the dumb. guy grades out on yeah. his tests? Yeah. Um, you know, he's. I mean, I know he went to Ohio State. I guess you're supposed to be smart to go there. I don't know, but um, well, Will Levis, have you watched his tapes? Yeah, and I, I've. Feel like a lot of teams are um, are moving up on him, like you know no, this he, week. Yeah, he um, gives me Josh Allen like type vibes. Like I think he has all the 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 same. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's a strong Josh statement Allen. because Josh Allen is he's good, man. <laughs> no, I know, I understand, but correct me if I'm wrong. When Josh Allen was coming out of the draft, he wasn't. He was a he was like no. Have you ever seen the a picture of him at the combine? Yeah. Well, I'm saying like, this was, this was the Zeke guy looked like me without a shirt on. <laughs> He's like a, he looks great now. <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, I mean, same thing with Tom Brady, his picture yeah. from the combine. Like, yeah. you know, these guys, like, you know, that's why coaching is so important. They yeah. get to the pros and they get the right in the right system, the right coaches, and you know, they could do things. Right. So, so uh, clearly, you're a, a young guy over Stroud. Yeah, but I, I, I really think Carolina's taking. And the betting markets have shown too. Uh, Bryce Young's gone to like ten to one to go number one. So. Jeez, that's what makes NFL draft so fun, is because like you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, two seen weeks so ago, CJ players. Stroud was yeah. like eight to one to go yeah. number one. Yeah, and now it's Bryce Young. So, and a lot of that had to do with um, I don't remember what the test is. It's not the wonder lick. It's the other tests they do. He scored in like the thirteenth percentile. Really. And it was like all common sense questions. It wasn't Shrouded. like an IQ. T- yeah, Stroud yeah. And it was like, all right, well, if he doesn't know these simple things, and yeah, but you know, Stroud's also 
you know, a guy that's like really hungry and like he was raised by his mom. His dad spent his entire life in prison. He's a guy that he's going to work hard. Yeah. yeah, And he's going to like want to prove everybody wrong on his shoulder. Yeah. Whereas Bryce Young came from a much better upbringing and, you know, a rich family. And, you know, you saw that with Johnny Manziel. He made the pros and was like, I don't need the money. (laughs) (laughs) I want to party. I want to do blow and big dimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was not. He had options. (laughs) Manziel had options. But uh, but I mean, I do think it'd be in- interesting if they did draft Stroud and then at twelve draft uh, Jackson, how re- J- uh, Jackson Nagagbu, N- whatever. Can't say his name. Yeah. The, the receiver from OSU. If you had to put your money, if you had to bet on it right now, number two, who are the Texans taking? Are they trading out? Or are they? Are they? No, taking- I think they draft Will Anderson. You do? Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's is an Alabama guy. Go with the Alabama guy. I'm going to go. I mean, I know we have a whole new front office. Now, this is assuming Bryce Young's gone. Yeah. If Bryce Young's there, they take Bryce. They're, they're going to draft an Alabama guy. How about that? I really feel like it's going to be CJ Stroud and I'm going to hate it. But I think it's like just my own. I, I honestly I think, won't hate it if they draft I, I, him either. I, I actually I don't think, mind Davis Mills at all. Like, do. he hasn't been given a chance. No. Like, it's like we just talked about. But, but he does have the pedigree. And I know there's a lot of guys but, that come in. He hasn't really had a creative offensive coordinator or mind to really work with yeah, him. But, like, but he, had two, he's, he was never supposed to. And I know yeah, he's a project. Tom Brady was never supposed to be good either. Brock Purdy was never supposed to be good. You know, Davis Mills was never supposed to be more than just a backup. But I, but, but I he has flashes even. of like, so, like just not being bad. Yeah, I mean, he's still a top well, fifty quarterback. I in think the he's a back, he's a solid backup. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I don't think yeah, he's a Super Bowl uh, power quarterback. No, well, it, no, but the Texans aren't going to be a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. But I mean, D'Amico Ryan's comes from a system where he doesn't need, like Brock Purdy just took that team almost to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he doesn't need a guy that's going he, to sling the ball. He doesn't need Aaron Rodgers, or you know, he just needs He's a game build manager. A powerful defense, exactly. Championship defense, and, and, then, and I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to draft Will Anderson. Will Anderson. Don't know what they're going to do at twelve. And what if, what do you think? So you think they're going to go CJ Stroud? You think they go Will Anderson? What do you think? What do you think if they went? I honestly, I like Will Anderson at number two because we need we need pass rushers. We don't have any. Right. And then if we can steal Levis or something at twelve, like, yeah, if they I'm can, down if with they that. can keep the games that would close. Be amazing. And, yeah, if you, I'm yeah, rooting for that. I, don't I just think, don't think that they, don't I don't think Levis, Will, he's not going to get to twelve. Levis you don't think he's going to be there? No, I don't think Anthony Richardson will make twelve. You think Vegas or somebody else going to take him? I mean, there there's too many teams that need a quarterback in the top ten. How many um, wins do you think the Texans are going to have this year? Seven, eight. I mean, I know the draft hasn't happened yet, so it's really hard. I think to based on what they did in free agency, I think they had one of the best free agencies they've had. In so, a where long do you think they're going to draft next well, year? It's because they're spending money now. Yeah. Um, like next year, I think they're going to be probably somewhere in the middle pack, they're between ten and fifteen, maybe. Okay. So if you think that they're going to be in the middle of the draft next year, do you think that they need to draft a quarterback this year at two? Uh, yeah. I, I think what they need to or do. Or at least two or 12, if somebody's, or move up from 12. I don't know. Well, so the I do Raiders, think if you wait to get a quarterback next year, you're just prolonging your, your rebuild again, even a year longer. The, the Raiders are saying they really love C.J. Stroud. Yeah. I really think the Texans, and I think the Raiders have seven, it might be eight. I really think the Texans need to trade back, give the Raiders – um, to trade, trade, get their seven, and maybe their first pick next year. We all seen what the Raiders have done when they love a player. Yeah, 
Like, you also have to remember though. You also have to remember though. <laughs> Jamarcus that, Russell. That was the funniest thing. The Texans have a lot of draft capital, so even next year if they're picking twelve, I mean they have they have they have, they have assets. They have Cleveland. They have assets. They can always if they too, have somebody right. they love. They have assets to be able to move right. Up. So my point is is there's not one quarterback this year's draft that is so above and beyond yeah. that you just is going to be your guy that you think in the future. Mm. So I don't see why not draft pass rushers, build that defense, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Let Davis Mills go out there this year, get their four to six wins or whatever it is in this horrible division, and then and then get a get their guy next year. Well, if you look but at they it, could but, even, but look at the defense last year. The defense wasn't terrible last year. There weren't they like a top. I mean, there were so, a top so thirty-two to, defense, but top but, <laughs> but twenty-eight. But here's the thing. Here's no, the thing. When, when teams need, get when a you, big lead on the Texans, yeah. they become one-dimensional. They start running the ball. And you know the Texans aren't putting up a lot of points. They had a trouble so the run. stats. Stats mean nothing because a lot of times, like those teams, to start running the ball, they're not trying to score. If the Texans are putting up twenty-eight points a game, yeah. what these teams are playing against are going to put up 35, 40 points a game. Yeah. Whereas the Texans were scoring ten, so they're like, we don't need to. We scored twenty, we win. I just think that they need. They do need some playmakers, though, man. Like, they they we, do. We don't have any. It's, like, who's our best? I mean, Damian Pierce is our best player on the team right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Damian Pierce is a stud. I love Damian. Like, Pierce, uh, you know, that's, that I, almost I sounds Damian like it's Pierce too. But I mean, he's not even a top ten back in the league. I'm, I I really like that they brought in Devin Singletary. Um, he was number seven in rushing before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, on a sh- I mean, on a shitty offense. Yeah, but, but I mean, he, it's. He was like all they had. But I don't think he's like a, like, I don't think he's going to be like, uh, he's not going to be like a featured back for the next five. I think he's he's a part of like a two-headed monster type. Yeah, and system. that's what Devin Singletary yeah. comes from. I mean, yeah. look, look at all the backs they had. In but he's such an angry runner too, like. <laughs> Say an angry runner? He run angry. He won angry run of the year. Whenever he bulldozed over those Jaguars players, the team that How you think so How can anybody but Derrick Henry <laughs> ever win Angry Run of the Year? Because he, do you go look it up? Angry I, I, I saw, I know, I the, saw, I know like, the run. Derrick Henry has a history of stiff yeah. arms. Sure going to another dimension. I'm sure he's won it before. He needs to win it every year. Oh my God. No, that, but not that to run, go off topic, but is Derrick Henry really going to the Eagles? <laughs> is that really happening? I mean, that is absurd. I don't think the Eagles where's, need running. Where's Rodgers going? He's not. Yeah, he's not going to the Jets anymore. He's going to Chris San Francisco. Chris is a big Green Bay fan. I'm a huge Green he's Bay gonna, fan. That's, that's going to be a big F you. <laughs> I'm also a giant Aaron Rodgers truther. Like right. I've thought that he is the most accurate passing quarterback of all time. Yeah. That I've said that for years. He's, I just thought he would have won more Super Bowls by now. Me too. Yeah. All right, how about this? He needs Aaron to win at least one more. Aaron Rodgers goes to San Francisco. The Texans trade their 33rd pick. They get Trey Lance. I don't know. Here's they the, draft Will. You haven't seen enough two. of Trey Lance yet to really know what he's going to be. They draft. Okay, I mean, he was like a top pick. I, I don't remember. No, exactly. I, I know. I, I understand. Like, I was actually big he, on he him was, coming out. He of was good until he got hurt. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't trade the thirty third pick for him, but you think yes, it's I okay? Would. Yes, I would. Okay. Would yeah. you rather them draft or trade the thirty third pick for Trey Lance or draft yeah. CJ Stroud at two? Trey Lance. They, so they but Trey I, Lance for 33, I, draft Will Anderson at two, draft Jackson, whatever his last name is, uh, the receiver out of Ohio State at 12. And, I mean, they got weapons yeah. now. Yeah. They have Singletary two, and Pearson two in the running backs. Yeah. They have Nico Collins, who he's a below average, too, but, you know, he could get the job he done. He has potential. 
and I love all this, special. and I love all this because I can root for Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco. It's going to be hard for me to root for him in a Jets uniform. Oh, I mean, you know, but what? trade guys, might not even start in San Francisco if he doesn't go there. You know, it might be Brock Purdy. Right. I'm, I'm having a brain fart now on the receiver that draft that the Texans drafted last year that got cancer. Um, yeah, uh, he'll be back too. Yeah, um, he, and he's dude. He was a top. He was a second round pick. Yeah, yeah he he's he, Alabama from Alabama. Like he's going to be a slot. Yeah, um, I mean, what is his name? Jalen something. Um, I'm excited but, about him coming back. They said he's ready to go for going to be ready. And, to go and then you. they got the tight end. Um, so if you get a receiver at 12, you bring in Trey Lance and you draft one or They might not even need a receiver at 12. They can. Yeah, they have so much like and like, they have, that's what I'm saying. They, have, they they can just keep trading back and they have three picks, picks in the top 33, but they also have a bunch of picks in the. They have multiple picks in the second round, don't they? Yeah. Um. They have no, not in the second round or the third. Yeah. They maybe have two or three in the third. But uh, they have like eleven or twelve picks for the draft. Yeah, I mean, I really think, and like this it would make sense pretty quickly. It would make sense if Tamiko right. Ryan's likes Trey Lance because he hating, was bro. there. <laughs> I'm gonna keep hating. This seems like a perfect it, time to make a bet. Let's make it, it. If they get Trey Lance, they draft Will Anderson, they draft a receiver at twelve. They're still an under five hundred team. That's the thing. This this team. Right. No matter what, not in that division. Draft, cannot, not with D'Amico as head coach. They cannot win eight games. Dude, I just, oh man, I, don't, I disagree. I think they can. Well, they, they can. Oh, yeah. We could go out yeah. and I think they pick up two more people and games. beat the Rockets in a in a game once out of a thousand times. No, we can't. It just depends on what happens in the draft <laughs> for me. Like, we'll see what happens. You can make a hole in one, too. Of course. Yeah, anything can. Have happen. you ever made one? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'll never make one. <laughs> I made one on Golden Tee one, but you can. You you have potential. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I think they're moving. I think the organization as a whole is moving in the right direction, and they're starting to make good decisions. There's yes, that is a hundred percent accurate statement because previously it not only has moved in the wrong direction, it has set itself on fire. So like anything is going up from here, but they are making great. I think Green Bay is moving in the direction that the Texans are moving. And the Texans are moving in the opposite direction. So, so l- I don't know. Jordan, Jordan Love, uh-uh. I think he's he's gonna be fine. Yeah, but he has no weapons. Right? Yeah, yeah, he has no weapons. Um, but Green Bay will go out and four. draft a, a receiver in the first round just to just to Rogers piss me off. Yeah, finger. yeah, on the way out. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. Like the reason Green Bay didn't, they're like, look, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to have a receiver. He can hit anybody. And they're like, look, Jordan Love needs us for his development. Yeah. I mean, that's, so it, it that's would make fair. Sense. Like, Do y'all know how many offensive players the Packers have drafted in the first round, specialty guys, in the Rodgers era? Take a guess. Like, we're talking about receivers. Skill players. Skill players. Running backs, receivers in the first round. Tight ends. In the Rodgers era. In the Rodgers era. For, what, 15, 16 years? Something like that? Something like uh, Longer, I think. Um, 18 I'm going to say four or five. The answer is two. Oh, wow. One of them is a tight end. The other one's Jordan Love. I was driving home from a draft party the year that Jordan Love got drafted, and I missed the Packers pick, and, he, and Ray texted me. He goes, congratulations on drafting Love. <laughs> and I said, Love who? Because it's obviously not Jordan Love. Yeah. It, just, it just can't be. And he goes, no, they just drafted Jordan Love. And I almost wrecked my car because there was no way. I mean, he was in his prime. Well, it's it's time for him to play or given be given another opportunity somewhere else. Yeah, they like, they should have traded home for weapons a long time ago. Hundred percent. Anyways, uh, thanks. Thank you guys for joining me uh, today for a little bit to talk about the draft. Where are you guys watching the draft at? What day is it? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah.
I don't know. It's it's a good time to plug somewhere. Where should we go? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different choices, but if you if you want seafood while you while you watch, I the love draft, seafood. Like gumbo, crawfish, oysters. Hold on, can I guess what we're crab gonna, legs. can I guess where we're gonna go? Sure. Is it Captain Brad's? <laughs> Captain Brad's. All right. Best I seafood. love me some Captain Brad's. I do love that place. That place is the truth. I was there yesterday for uh, Bill for a Purpose for Boots for Troops. But yeah, Brittany, her team, Captain Brad's, great restaurant. I've uh, I've seen Lindsay walking out with to-go food yeah. probably four or five different times. When I'm walking in to go sit down, she's like walking out with to-go food. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, coming to eat. <laughs> she probably goes more than me, no doubt about it. But I go every, every chance I get, I go. So shout out to Captain Brad's. Also, when we come back from commercial break, we're going to have NFL insider Aaron Wilson join us. Uh, he's going to call into the show and talk NFL draft, Texans, and what it's like to be an NFL insider this close to the draft. Are you looking to repair the interior of your boat, car, RV, or household furnishings? Is the canvas on your boat in need of repair or replacement? Is the carpet on your boat getting a little worn? Look no further than BB Custom Upholstery, located in Montgomery, Texas. BB Custom Upholstery specializes in high-end, high-quality vinyl, leather, canvas, and carpet, and we work with you on the design of your custom project. With over 50 years of industry experience, the staff at BB Custom has what it takes to work with you to ensure that your project meets or exceeds all of your expectations. Have you had projects done in the past and found that the material faded or the stitching started coming loose? BB Custom Upholstery uses nothing but the finest materials available to ensure the long life of your custom job. Contact BB Custom Upholstery today at 936-448-8240 or check us out on the web at bbcustomupholstery.com. He'll be glad you did. All right, today's guest on the Sailor Jimmy podcast is Aaron Wilson, who's a Texans NFL reporter for KPRC uh, Channel 2, Sports Talk Radio 790. He has covered the NFL for over 20 years including stints at the Houston Chronicle and Baltimore Sun. Today's guest is brought to you by B&B Custom Upholstery. If you're looking to repair the interior of your boat, car, RV, or household furnishings, look no further than B&B Custom Upholstery, located in Montgomery, Texas. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, man, um, first question for you. What's, just what have you been up to? I know it's the NFL offseason, uh, but you got to be staying busy with the uh, free agency that just passed, the drafts coming up. Obviously, D'Amico Ryan, you said had a, po- a, a press conference this morning, but other than that, what have you been up to? Uh, you know, it's, you're right. It's very busy with first they had the hiring of the coach. So that was a long process, right? So then after they hire the coach, it's about the coaching staff. So that was another process. Then they had the scouting combine and covered that and a lot of content with scouting combine. Pretty quickly, we're into free agency. That was another whirlwind of activity as they added over 16 new players and some deals with players are coming back so after that wound down then we had the owners meeting so I was in Phoenix Arizona for that so meeting with D'Amico Ryan's meeting with Cal McNair Hannah McNair so talking with the ownership group and then now we have the off-season program and the NFL draft so we the NFL offseason is a really busy, demanding schedule. We have visits, we have workouts, we have content like today's press conference with D'Amico Ryan. So we have a lot of coverage at Channel 2 and at 790 about the you know, comments he's made about Tom Mechie and about the meeting with the team and about the quarterback position and the number two overall pick. So, yeah, absolutely. Very busy time and 
uh, a good kind of busy. Right. So let's let's talk a little more about free agency. Um, I saw a report that somebody had, I can't remember who it was, but said that the Texans were the most improved team in NFL free agency this uh this offseason. What are your thoughts on the free agency uh, for the Texans and how Nick did? And uh, what's the what's the talk that you're hearing around the league about how the Texans performed in free agency? I mean, I thought it was solid what they did. I thought they filled some holes that now they don't have to go into the draft and only draft for need. I think that they can draft players that they consider the highest draft players on the board. And that's what you always want to do when you're making selections, whether it's free agency and especially the draft, you want to be able to draft the best available player. And if you're missing so many positions, like you need a running back, you need a tight end, you need a left tackle, you need a center, you need all these spots, you need quarterback. What about defensive end? But you could say right now they need a starting quarterback. They need, you know, they have Jerry Hughes and John Grenard, so they can line up a defensive end, but they obviously need help there, you know, for an edge rusher. They could probably use a younger safety to go with Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie. I think they're going to need another corner at some point. They need younger tight ends. They definitely need interior line, center position specifically. Trading for Shaq Mason kind of made a little bit less urgent there in the middle but you know quarterback it always starts with that that's the most all-important position right now you've got Case Keenum and Davis Mills so you can line up you're just not going to be very in my opinion very competitive that way you're going to have to think about the future but when I look at right. you know some of the things they did in free agency they filled some holes you know interior defensive line now you have Sheldon Rankins and Hassan Ridgeway to go with Malik Collins and Roy Lopez it looks a little bit better, and I think that's that's an important thing. No, I think I think Nick did a great job in free agency. I think we definitely improved as a team. I guess my my two favorite pickups would probably be Ward and Singletary. Uh, I think Singletary, with along with Damian Pierce in the backfield, you've 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 got a solid backfield going into the uh, upcoming season. And the draft's coming up; we're a few weeks away. As we we know, all Texans fans know that we we really need a quarterback. Um, what do you? What is? What is your prediction as far as the Texans and that number two pick? Do you think they go quarterback? Do you think they wait another year, give Davis Mills another shot? What are your thoughts on that number two pick? I think they'll draft a quarterback in all likelihood. You know, it depends a little bit if Bryce Young is gone. Do they still want to draft a quarterback with C.J. Stroud, or do they want to move out of the spot, or do they want to draft Will Anderson? Will Anderson, I believe, is the highest graded. Player consensus with all the teams graded higher than the quarterback, but the value of the quarterback position obviously it overrides you know the value of the edge rusher generally for most teams how they look at their roster. Jimmy, so yeah, I think especially if the Panthers pick C.J. Stroud, which the Texans would be happy if they did that, then they would turn in the card for Bryce Young. It just becomes more of a wild card right. situation if Bryce Young is off of the board. And you have to make a decision between C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, or trade back. Right. That's what makes draft night so like fun and exciting. Oh, yeah. Is you really just don't know what's going to happen. You know how many times have we seen the draft and players fall all the way to the second round? Are you just? That's what makes the NFL so fun and exciting. And I think everybody's looking forward to the draft. Quick story about you and I. I, I want to talk about this on the on the on the show real quick. Is uh, I've been lucky enough to become 
pretty good friends with Texans running back Damian Pierce. And I think it was like maybe a year and a half ago, you gave me a call. You, Damian had just got drafted. Well, it was around this time last year, I guess, maybe a little later in the year. But right after the draft, you called and said that Damian was coming to Houston. You connected Damian and I. So Damian's been a great help in the community with Boots for Troops, my charity, and just an all-around great dude and obviously a great football player. So I wanted to um, to thank you for that and then also get your thoughts on Damian Pierce, his offseason. What are you hearing? Have you spoke to him? What are your thoughts on the his season two in the NFL? Right, yeah. I think Damian had an outstanding rookie season. And as you know, he's a great young man. And Damian was able to be a Pro Bowl alternate. And I think he would have been a Pro Bowl selection if he hadn't injured his foot and ankle in the Dallas game. So when that happened, it made sense to – Eventually put him on injured reserve. You know, he made, maybe he could have played in the last game, maybe. And there was nothing at stake. So I thought it made sense for the Texans to shut him down. And now the future is very bright. They just have to be careful with him. I think it was smart for them to get Devin Singletary so they don't wear out Damien. And I think, you know, looking at what he did last year, I think it just scratched the surface of what he's capable of. And I feel like, you know, he can be one of the best running backs in the NFL. That's his goal. And I had a chance to speak with him uh, at the dealership and a, a great time with him out there. And he was really great with the fans that day. It was a fan appearance. And he was signing some autographs and interacting with all the great people out there at the dealership and you. And uh, then he did another appearance that day, uh, signing some autographs at TriStar. So he was mean a lot of fans and he's a fan favor so yeah he's very popular and i think the texans recognize that and they've been wanting to do more with him and i would expect them to promote him you know in any commercials maybe some tickets things like that that they put out uh things on the, you know their media with their website etc any digital content videos things like that so uh you know they've really got something with damien and that was a great draft pick by Nick Casario to get him in the fourth round. After he wasn't really used enough with the Gators, but in a way that's the blessing in the sky for the Texans because he was a fresher, healthier running back than in the draft. Some players are really worn out, you know, by the time they get to the NFL. So, yeah, I think the future is very bright. He's already accomplished a lot. There's even more in front of him for Damian Pierce. So, yeah, absolutely. Full steam ahead, Damian. No doubt about it. You know, I asked him last year during the season. I I sent him a text and I said, "Hey, man, will you will you consider wearing boots for troops for my cleats, my cause?" He didn't answer me, so I was like, "Okay, well, at least I tried." Well, come game day, I'm looking on the um, on the my cleats, my cause rundown of which players are wearing which cleats for which causes, and sure enough, there it is, Damian Pierce wearing boots for troops cleats on during the game. He just wanted to surprise me. So that just kind of show you what kind of dude he is, man. He's just a really all-around great guy. Been around him plenty of times, and so have you. And just a great pick by Nick Casario, not only for the team, but for the community. Absolutely, yeah. Couldn't agree more with those sentiments and statements. I think Damien is a real fresh breath of fresh air for everyone. And from the first day they drafted him, you could just see very genuine, infectious personality. And some of the people like being around. And he's, for someone that's very talented, he's also very humble. And I think that people gravitate toward that. And he's just very honest. And, you know, as you say, he's surreal. He does not, you know, hide his feelings, his emotions. And you see those on the field. 
And one thing I noticed about him, I remember the Derrick Henry game, they're playing the Titans, and he wanted to talk to Derrick, and it was important to him to kind of show a couple of knowledge, gain some mentoring from being around Derrick, who's one of the best running backs in the division and the whole league. And so they had a conversation, and what I sense from him is a real eagerness to learn and to grow in all ways, and but never to forget where he came from, uh, from humble roots in Georgia, from a small town, and yeah, as he'll tell you, he's a country boy, and he's not going to change, and he shouldn't. He's just, uh, you know, someone that <laughs> I, I feel like he has a small inner circle, uh, you know, with his agent, with his family, with those in the community that he's met and become friends with, and his dogs, and that's Damien. And what you see is what you yeah. get with him. No doubt about it. And um, he's he's pledged to come out again to the Butcher Troops Gala June 3rd at Margaritaville in Conroe, Texas. So, yeah, man, I, I could spend a, lo- a long time talking about Damian Pierce and how excited we are f- to have him on the team. But also, this him, he fits the culture, right, for what D'Amico is trying to do. So just tough, aggressive, just hardworking uh, football players. And I think that's what D'Amico wants and what he likes. So I feel like Damian's perfect for this, uh, the new head coach. Speaking of the new head coach, you got you said earlier you got a chance to talk to him. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the job D'Amico has done so far since he's been hired? Uh, and what, are you, what kind of team can we expect as Texans fans, in your opinion, uh, moving forward into the next season? Well, I think you expect a lot of energy, you expect leadership. You can expect someone that's a good person and cares about the players, cares about community. And he hasn't changed from his playing days. He's the same type of person. Just really just learn and gain more knowledge over the years and learn how to be a coach. And he was architect of the top-ranked defense in the NFL last season with the 49ers. He's very well prepared for this. And this week was his chance to talk to the entire team. He's talked individually with a lot of players. He's gotten to meet some of them and start building a relationship. And this was his day to set the tone for what he wants the team to be like. And uh, as we ring off, I'm going to finish writing some articles about what he was talking about today. But, yeah, it's uh, absolutely a great start for him. And the results. You know, we'll see more, you know, when the season starts. But this is when you put in your plan, what you're about. And it's a really good start for him. And I think it's only going to be up from here. And look for them to be more and more competitive in the next couple of years with Miko Ryan's at the controls. Awesome. And I hope so. I mean, all the, I think the fans already feel it. We already feel a, a change in culture. And a, we just – I feel like something special is on the horizon. Um, anyways, Aaron, last question for you, then we'll get you out of here. Thank you for taking the time again. Um, as a, what's it like being an NFL insider? Tell the, tell the people out there, what's, what's a day like for you, especially at a busy time like this, your phone's ringing. It's really busy. A lot of times I try to make sure I keep it fun and tell myself many times a day, I can only do one thing at a time. So whether that's, you know, this conversation, which I'm grateful to have, or to, you know, report some visits or workouts or contract terms or pass on some quotes or do a television interview with Randy McElroy and Chancellor from KPRC. Uh, all those things already. And then I still have more to do. So I'm always thinking about what am I doing now? What do I need to do next? 
and I write myself lists. And at the end of the day, most of those things, you know, get done. Not everything gets done every time, but uh, that's the uh, that's just it's a lot of juggling. And I just try to be as present as I can for every moment that I'm in. I would say it's demanding. It is fun, um, privileged and blessed to do it, but at the same time, it's hectic. And so, what does that create? All about managing your stress. And you have to take a deep breath sometimes. You have to say, well, what do I need to do right now? What can I do next? And when do I have to say, well, I, I'm overbooked or I can't do enough? Or, I, you know, like, I think when we set this up, I didn't know what they would be doing, if it would be on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if they'd have any press conference. So yesterday was like was when I found out, and then I was sort of thinking, well, you know, I'll be done by this time and all that sort of stuff. And then I get a phone call and uh, right before we were ring on, and I was just finishing that call and with a sports agent. I represent NFL players. So, yeah, it's just always busy, but, you know, that's what it is. It, you know, you kind of, know what you're getting yourself into. And I've been doing it a long time, but at the same time, it never really gets any easier or simpler. It's always what's the next story. And this league doesn't really slow down ever. It's always something happening. So like Devin White is asked to be traded from the Buccaneers. Uh, that's interesting. You know, there's uh, over the weekend, Odell Beckham signed with the Ravens for a big contract. And, um, Texans, you know, a lot of intrigue about what are they going to do with the draft. But yeah, I think it's fun and being an insider, it's a lot of it's trust that people have in me, a lot of relationships, it's just knowing a lot of people and then dealing with all those people in a good manner and making new relationships too. You always have to meet more people and network and so really are you, are you are you living are you are you living your dream job? I think so. I think what I'm doing, yeah, I think it can always be better. There's always more you can do. There's always, um, you know, opportunities. And But, yeah, I love the opportunities I have right now. Um, I'm real happy with everyone I work with. And, you know, I've had other positions before. Maybe, you know, I like some things about it, but I didn't like everything about it. I think that's true for most people in any profession and their job. And you look at some things and you try to appreciate what was the best thing about this position or these people that you work with before? And sometimes you, you won't think, you know, and I guess you, you know, out of this attitude, you know, what's your perspective? How positive are you about right. this thing? Or does that one thing make it less, you know, less good? I don't know. I think I tend to be a half full, slash half full type of person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the easiest right. way for me to, to be in that space. And, well, yeah, sometimes I'll say, you know what, uh, this thing was disappointing or uh, that story, I should have had that. Or, But uh, generally, I tend to, like, I'm like a football coach. I tend to dwell on those stories I don't get. Uh, people will think, well, you always get all these stories. What about, you know, you got a million stories. You can never have enough. You have to stay hungry. Uh, and I think you need to be ambitious and you got to have a plan. It's not enough just to work hard. You got to work smart. So you got to really be strategic about everything you do. I love it. Well, hey, do you do you have any breaking news you want to break right here on the Sailor Jimmy podcast? <laughs> I, I put out something a little while ago about Zach Evans and you know like typical business and workouts. Uh, the Texans are going to very soon meet with Bryce Young, so that that's coming up here. And yeah, you know, they're 
you know, this is something we already knew they would do. So these is like breaking news. I, I think there are some, one thing I can tell you about the first pick is there's sort of a lean in the Panthers building towards Bryce Young, but Frank Reich likes CJ Stroud. So it's going to be interesting to see, does Frank get the call? Does he make the pick or does he feel some pressure? Like, Hey, everybody else kind of wants Bryce. Maybe I should go that way. And that's the thing. It's going to ultimately come down to because the Texans don't have the first pick, what they're going to do with it. Well, all this is good stuff, man. Again, thanks for taking the time today to hang out with us. Um, we really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. Yeah, very good. Talk to you soon. And let me tell you all real quick about my friends over at Guns of Texas, Mark Evans, owner. He's been a partner with me in many years with different events and stuff, his bar called Brewski's. But he also owns a gun store called Guns of Texas. It's off the Beltway 8 in Gessner. Uh, in the Houston area, they're a locally owned gun store. Friendly staff can help you with all your firearm-related questions and needs. They carry mul- multiple brands and can special order items. Firearms, tactical gear, and accessories is their specialty. But for the next month, or actually I think in through through May, any customer who mentions the code word boots for troops when purchasing any firearm from Guns of Texas, they will donate $25 to the charity. So uh, head over to Guns of Texas, check them out, check out their storefront, go get you your new firearm while supporting Boots for Troops. Thank you to all the show sponsors. We'll see you next time on the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jimmy, check us out on the web at SailorJimmy.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SailorJimmyTX, on Instagram at SailorJimmyTX, and on TikTok at SailorJimmy. We'll see you next time.